0: It's
1: been one week since you looked at me Got your head on the side until I'm angry Five days since you laughed at me Sing, get back together, come back and see me Three days in the
0: living room I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you You've
2: forgiven me <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Whoa! Tactical nuke! incoming! All right, all right, all right.
1: right. Hey, listen up, boys. Week one is on its way. Man, it feels good to finally be able to get ready, set a lineup, and know that at the end of... A week, a week from today, we're recording this on a Monday, Uh, a week from today, you'll probably have a pretty good idea if you've won week one or if you've lost. Now, I know there are some Monday night games and you're going to be keeping an eye on those and there are several that we're going to highlight today uh, where those matchups may come down. To Monday night. Um, is there anything better in fantasy football than having it come down to Monday night? Certainly not. Um, we have a special guest on, the former champion. Well, I shouldn't say that because, well, technically is former. Uh, reigning champion Darren Hagedorn on uh, to talk a little bit about uh, this upcoming season and his matchup and what has been touted the game of the week. Um, not only here, but in Tanner's uh, weekly predictions as well, highlighted as the rivalry game of the week, uh, taking on our own commish, Ben Cole, in what should be a very interesting and close matchup. Um, We're going to go get the commish. We're going to get things started. We're going to grab Darian along with him. Um, Let's see what Darian has to say about what it was like finally winning it all. Welcome back as always we have the commish ben cole we also have on this podcast the reigning champion darian hagedorn darian thanks for jumping on thanks for having me welcome back and after last year's uh rather dominant performance and coming off what was a tough year what what did it feel like to to get a championship in the league of small men
0: it is wonderful.
1: It's, uh, it's, it's great.
0: I would say though, like, uh, you know, the monkey's been lifted off my back. It's, it's, it's horrible to not win in that league for, for that long. Um, it almost gets to a point where you do start to wonder whether it's worth being at in the league. Like I love it, but I also hate it so much. Um, and especially when you come off the season where you win one game, I, I, yeah it was, it was very frustrating I think I left our snapchat group a, a while ago When you when you start over four and own five you pretty much just want to set your lineup and get the fuck out of it. <laughs> that thing, it was visible and I'm not going to talk too much about the polar plunge but I, uh, I just I'm wanted gonna, to
2: know what what was more refreshing the plunge or the victories
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i mean I am I am glad you know we we did get to raise some some money for charity that was fun and you know I am a little regretful that you know I'm still hoping someday to get Max to jump in that lake too I think we'll get him um, but like I said be the, the butt of all the jokes to then the uh, league
1: yeah it's stressful I'm, it's tough. I'm, ready, I'm,
0: ready, I'm ready for this season I understand if I don't win it all it's not a big
1: deal So, yep Hundred percent. That's a great way to go. At least you got to win. I mean, I'm still chasing one of those down. So that's lucky. Ben's got how many times have you
2: won, Ben? Uh, I've three. Yeah. Since this this version of it, I don't know how many Good. prior and yeah. those sorts of things from way back right. when we were playing in middle school.
1: Yeah, like I think I won one
2: time in sixth grade, but I
1: don't really count that.
2: I think the Grangers used to win because you know their dad would do all the math. So
1: <laughs> delusion. I've been in since the beginning.
2: Oh, well, I know we got some uh, some different things we're going to chat about today, and one of the things you know I thought maybe would be interesting is looking back at your team and maybe just how the the board fell out. And thinking if there's any any picks that you guys thought maybe uh, that you regretted, or maybe what the biggest one you regret regret is.
1: Well, the biggest one I will wit. Um <laughs> I uh, I mean, this is a tough one to say I regret, um, but I don't think mm, – I don't know. I think I have three. I can look at round 10, 11, and 12. Oh, oh good. <laughs> round, round 10, this 11, and 12. Happened, huh? Yep. Yep. Nope. I took uh, Marquez Calloway in the 10th round. Um, I probably could have held off another round and gotten him later. Uh, Irv Smith now in the 11th. Uh, that's a tough one, but it'll just be the carousel of, of tight ends again this year. And then uh, Marquez van Scantley. That was just a stupid pick in the 12th. Uh, he's not, he's not going to be on my team going into week one. Uh, probably will never be back on the cheap seats, but uh, I'd say those three, just those three in a row. I'm not going to say they're going to lose me the uh, the league this year, but I didn't definitely didn't help myself any. I think by those, we'll see. I mean, maybe Marquez Calloway turns out to be a real great pick for round ten, but I think I could have could have waited maybe another round on that one. I
2: I think the tenth round for Calloway was pretty good. I got I like yeah, I liked it. All right, well. <laughs> what about you, Darren? Any any picks you uh, wish you would have done differently or played differently?
0: Oh, I don't know if I had. To... Yeah, round six, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, PTSD. He was on my one win team. Uh, <laughs> I think that year he was coming off like 1,400 yards. It seemed like Antonio Brown just left. I was like, I was all pumped for him. I Think Big Ben went down week one, and Juju gave me like 500 yards the entire season. And I won one game, so I can't believe I'm giving him another chance. That was definitely one. If I had to look back, I I really wish I'd have taken Jerry Judy. So, Clark, and if you're listening, you want to trade?
2: I've tried. (laughs) I've I've already been trying.
0: Yeah, and and a little bit of regret with Mike Evans. He's on a player I I never saw myself taking him in the fourth round. Looking back, could have been worse. Could I end up with uh, Daryl Henderson or? You know Kyle Pitts, but I'm not going to go too much more into making fun of Steve. That, so.
2: Yeah, and that—I mean—that leads right into the pick I regret the most, and that's uh, Kyle Pitts in the fourth, um, on Steve's behalf. <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm kidding. Um, sadly, the, the pick I regret the most, I think, is DeAndre Swift in the third, which makes me not feel great. I just think there were some guys like in the fifth. And if I waited on Swift and took, like, uh, Allen Robinson or Robert Woods in the third, I'd feel a little bit better. And then instead of taking um, DJ Moore in the fifth, I could have grabbed a running back like Gaskins or Chase Edmonds or one of the fourth round guys if they fell. And I just, I don't know about DeAndre Swift and that Detroit Lions. I think they just took them a little too early there. Well, I can tell
1: you if DeAndre Swift would have dropped down to me, uh, what, three picks after you? Instead of Josh Jacobs, I would have taken DeAndre Swift. So,
2: Well, it's okay. I also got you made my, my
1: decision easier. is between those two coming down in the third.
2: My 7-8-9 stretch of Will Fuller, Galladay, and Michael Thomas could be killers yeah. as well. What do you think
1: about uh, – uh, it looked like Houston made their decision and they're not starting – uh,
2: what was that? Your last pick, Ben? Deshaun Watson. Sean? Yeah. He was. He was my 14th round pick. I don't. 14th. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about. it. I already dropped him. I picked up Stafford to play this week. Streamer. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I was going to stream either way, and I probably would have taken Stafford. So instead of drafting Stafford, I drafted Watson to see what happens, and now I get the guy I would have probably had anyway for week one. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, speaking of Stafford, there
1: is a guy that I am glad isn't in the NFC anymore. Um, who is who is going to start Week One for D- Detroit now? Goff. Anyone know? Oh, yeah. duh. Jared Goff. <laughs> 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 yeah, of course. I forgot he was in that trade. Uh, yeah, I'm not too scared of Jared Goff, though. How do you guys think the uh, the Vikes are going to do this year? I was just pulling up their
2: skin. Sc- I was chatting with Garrett about this a while ago. I think I said they'd go like 10 and 7.
1: Oh, okay. That's better than I would have had them at. Um, I just don't know with them. I, I think – well, I think a lot of it depends on, uh, on how the defense is this year. Obviously, we saw last year they had so many guys hurt. Um, I think it's hard to judge exactly where that defense is. If they're good. Yeah, I can totally see them being 10-7. Heck, I could see them being 11-6.
2: Um, take it back. I'm going to go
1: 9-8. Yeah, I mean, that's probably where I would have put them, honestly, just right off the bat. Um, they kind of have a tough schedule. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know what to think of them. I don't know what to think of the offense. It's going to obviously have to run through Dalvin. Um, I know Steve's such a big Kirk Cousins fan. Um but it's tough to know what you're going to get out of Kurt. I just – I feel like they're the biggest question mark in the NFC North for sure this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, let's – something fun to do. We can run run this down real quick. Um, I'll say the team, and then you guys just tell me win or lose, or just, a, you know, at Cincinnati.
1: Win. Win. At Arizona. Loss. Yeah, it's going to be a loss. That's going to be a tough one. Yep. Home against Seattle.
0: It's for, for once we're not on the fucking road again. <laughs>
1: yeah, what the hell?
2: That's not right. I'm going to yeah, go to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to win because we're home. I'm going to say a loss. All right. Cleveland. Home against win. Cleveland. Um win. All right.
0: Home against Detroit. Win. Win, yep. At Carolina, win. Win. Bye week. Then going into a Halloween game home against Dallas. That's a win. We're going loss. All right. At Baltimore. Ooh. That's a loss. Loss. At Los Angeles, charge. Loss. Loss. Home against Green Bay. I think they win at home. Yep. I'm going to go with a win at home, too. I'm hoping for a split as well. At San Francisco. This, you know, Ray Lance could be playing by then. Should be. Should I'm
1: going,
2: be. I'm, I'm going loss.
1: I'm going um. loss as well.
2: Yep. At Detroit. Win. Win. Got to sweep them here.
0: Home against Pittsburgh.
1: It's gonna to be tough and close, but I'm gonna give them the win just simply because they're at home.
2: Yeah, I think. I, I think I'm. I'll go win. I think that one's tough because I just, I just, I just don't know about Roethlisberger. it be late in the season. Should be, should be cold.
0: Actually, yeah. so we're at home. We're at home. We're at home. Never mind. Forget it. Right. right. At
2: Chicago, Monday definite night definite
1: for- loss, hundred yeah. percent. Prime with- time in Chicago? Are you kidding? There's no st- way they pull that out. I'm
2: sticking I'm sticking with the win and Dalvin goes for 200. So I messed this up. I should have been telling
0: you guys if it was like prime time games because that makes a big difference. Like if it's a, it's a 12 o'clock Sunday game, I have so much more confidence than Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night. That's like one of my biggest things.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a – let's see. It's a Monday night game in Chicago.
2: Yep. Yeah no chance in hell they win. No, I stand, I stand by it win Dalton goes for 200 <laughs> 250 all purpose <laughs> I like Ho-
0: home against the Los Angeles Rams loss
1: I'm going to say win it's tough oh god I don't know I'm going to say yeah I'm gonna go with- <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the win just simply cuz they're at home
0: at Green Bay, this is uh, one of the last second to last game before the season. Could be, Sun- you know, maybe they already, maybe they already
1: clinched the division. Sunday night Pretty
0: Sunday night. sure it's
2: Sunday night game. Sunday
1: night. Yeah, that's a loss. I don't see them winning in Green Bay on January
2: yeah, we're gonna, second. Lost by seventeen.
0: Ooh. Home against Chicago. I think this could have huge playoff implications.
2: We uh, are we absolutely trounce them. Yeah, I think we I think we do well on that one. I think we win. Right. It shouldn't have
0: been that hard for me to tally this as we went, but if I'm correct, you both have us for 10 wins. 10 wins, okay.
2: 7 losses, Nine and, ten. 9 and 10 wins. That's kind of where I was thinking. Yeah, me
1: too. Me too. A couple of those could be coin flips. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, that's Seattle, Pittsburgh, right. LA. Those are good teams that we could. 49ers. Yep. Yeah, the 9-1 Card- scares me. Cardinals even. Sucks ass
0: to have to play the the entire NFC West this year. And the
2: AFC North and the AFC. Yep, I think two of the better divisions. Mm -hmm. So couldn't just
1: get the fucking NFC South and
2: make it easy for us, but no. I know. Play the NFC East and the AFC South. Yeah, that would have
1: been. Yeah, even better.
2: Yeah. Oh. Well, Darren
0: I was gonna say, give me Carson Wentz, Tyrod Taylor,
1: and
2: uh... rookie Trevor Lawrence. Yeah.
1: Rookie Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. That would have been phenomenal.
2: Would have been all for it. Throwing a little Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Brian Fitzpatrick in the mix.
0: Yep, and a Dak with throwing with a baseball injury. Well, we got Dak
2: this anyway, but so yeah, that
1: no, would have been nice.
2: Oh. Well, Darren, since you're on and you heard us, I assume you listened last week, heard us ranting about everyone's team and talking about what teams we thought were better and some of the players we highlighted. Any any teams stand out to you as you know maybe upper echelon and then maybe some lower end teams? I mean, I know it's early and most teams are still relatively in the middle, but anybody stand out to you?
0: Well, I don't want to repeat Stuff I did listen last week, and I know you guys talked about the heavyweight that is Shane Granger's team. And I just remember, I think it was like about a fifth point in the draft. I looked at his team, and I was like, "How the fuck am I supposed to beat this team? Like, who's <laughs> going to beat this team? Is anyone going to beat this team? This team's going to score the most points, like unless injuries happen." And then I'm like, "God, he had a good draft." And then uh, I had a draft the other day where a uh, PPR twelve person that Callie's in. And, you know, just looking over shoulder, helping her and she gets the first pick, almost identical team to Shane Granger. It's just a wonderful year to have the first pick.
1: <laughs> it really is. God, I mean, I still, so I just pulled this team up just to look at it, Cause I was like, okay, like, we all know his first three picks were good, but I mean, Jesus, it, there just really isn't any letdown in this lineup. Chase Clay Pools is his second flex right now. It's a pretty goddamn good flex to have. <sighs> it's just going to be tough.
2: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, but if anything, we just hope that the the lack of tight end and maybe Claypool and doesn't perform in his tight end is his downfall. But
0: I would say, yeah, the double the, both the flexes and the tight end, I'm not as afraid of, but those those first two running backs, two wide receivers, quarterback are scary. Yeah.
2: Yep. No, I completely agree with you. Um, does ESPN change your mind at all when they say that the number one team in the league is Tanner's? I
0: I think that uh, the injury to Ed really um, helped. Like he he went, um, you know, the bold strategy of not taking a running back in our league in the first two rounds, but you know, rebounded by getting Chris Carson, you know, free down back, and then. He really had to hit on a late-round flyer and running back. You know, he gets James Robinson, and now he's Robinson in a top 15 running back again. So um, I, I really just want to see him take out Devin Singletary out of his lineup and literally just put in anybody because that guy is fucking useless.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Singletary <laughs> is a pain in the fucking ass. I mean, <laughs> God. I, I hate I Devin just... Singletary.
0: <laughs> I think... Between him and you know, I like Zach Moss. I think a little bit going in this, and then after a while, I'm like, I don't. I just don't think they're going to run the ball again this year. I think, uh, yeah, Josh Allen just gets the goal line carries again, and they're just going to huck it, chuck it, football every, just about every snap. They're going to throw it like seventy percent of the time.
1: Yeah, yep. I mean, if it works, fucking just do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I their totally leading
2: agree. their leading ball carry will be Josh Allen in both touchdowns, yards, <laughs> and actual attempts. I love yeah. to hear it. Oh yeah, because you have Josh Allen, don't you? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> That's the reason I took him. I watched yeah. him all year last year, not hand the ball off to Zach Moss and run himself. So yeah, I thought, screw it, I'll just get the best running back on the Bills. Then, happens to be their quarterback.
2: Fine. Yeah. I had him last year. Good old like eleventh, twelfth round pick. It was it was great. Yeah, I bet. I
1: bet. I wonder how uh, how soon Tanner ends up starting his favorite rookie, Trevor Lawrence. Um, because he's got Justin Herbert now, who I do think is the better quarterback and I think will have a better year <clears throat> than Trevor Lawrence. But, I mean, Tanner loves the guy. And he's going to be solid, I think. We'll see. Um, but I agree with you 100%, Darren. Anyone but Devin Singletary. And his bench mm-hmm. isn't super deep. I don't know if he's going to plug in like A.J. Dillon in there. I don't know. That seems risky. Maybe Waddle. I don't know. but I like
2: Waddle. Well, yeah. it's got some potential. Mm-hmm. I, I just feeling. think like if Trevor Lawrence is as good as like Andrew Luck, he's probably not worth playing in fantasy his rookie year.
0: I, I was really optimistic before uh, I saw like all the reports about Urban Meyer, and I just I, I just stand I just don't think he's going to be a very good coach, and I'm looking forward to the year that uh, he gets fired and. That's the year I'm going to draft Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I like
2: He's the Urban Meyer, the new Adam Gase. The new Adam Gase.
0: <laughs> the new NFL Nick Saban or um, the guy that coached the Falcons. That was a really good Chip football. Kelly. Yeah, Chip Kelly, another one. I swear there's a guy that coached the Atlanta Falcons that was just complete horseshit.
2: And, um, um, told, told
0: told this team, no, I'm not leaving, and then immediately bolted back college football. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think I Mike Zimmer
0: that. called him out one time talking about him. Like, I wish I could remember his name right now.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Did he leave in the middle of the season?
0: Yeah, I think he took the job. Like at like, like they they literally finished week 17. He's saying, no, I'm not going to leave you guys, and then just left. And then he left a, a note for each player, just said, you know, like. Hey guys, sir. You know, like, and I—I'm pretty sure the intern wrote the notes for him too. Like,
2: <laughs> it was that bad? Yeah. Let's see if I can find Wait. it quick. Atlanta Falcons, you say? Yeah.
1: Another, another terrible uh, coach. Wasn't a head coach, but was a tight ends coach for the Denver Broncos. That came to Minnesota and coached the Gophers. Anyone? It was- Tim I'm fucking sorry. Brewster. God, him <laughs> Set the Gophers back a decade.
2: Oh, Darren, were you thinking of uh, Bobby Petrino? Yes. Yes, yep. he was. He, he uh, was. only made it through 13 games. <laughs> <laughs> what a pile of shit. God. I'll take back it at, off. Back in I,
0: 2007. I, 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 one of my strategies done done, not buying to teams that like uh, get college, like veteran college football coaches that are just so used to recruiting. And then they just come and think they can lead the same way. And then they realize like, oh, wait, I can't just have the best players come to my team. Like that's not how right. it
1: works. Yeah. And it turns out my rah-rah mentality doesn't work with guys that are getting paid millions of dollars. They don't give a fuck about rowing a boat or building <laughs> brick by brick. Um, it's about winning and money not money for strippers either real money all (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so what yeah ESPN does have Tanner's number one doesn't it interesting I do like his team um I think he will be at one of the top teams this year um he'll be happy to hear that it sucks that he has to be in my division because you know, he'll have to be like a wild card team or something, but he's got a good shot at least making the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Uh, my brother looked at our draft board and I think one of the first things he said was like uh, Herbert went in like the 11th round, like how? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how the fuck I let that happen either. I, I think he was sitting there for all of us for the longest time. And I guess we just didn't like him, and he could probably just go on a throw for 5,000 yards this year. I will, you know,
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. You, me, Sather and, Tanner were just sitting around waiting for a quarterback and then there were really like three quarterbacks left and I I got the <laughs> none of them yes.
0: yeah when you can I think we're just looking like oh Tom Brady's still there and you know I'm sure some of us had Jalen Hurts written down too so I was like oh why take Herbert and we still got those guys there
2: yeah that was basically my whole strategy and then I was like or right, maybe now oh there goes Herbert okay well wait <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Brady. Oh, no, there goes Brady. Okay, I probably need to get Hurts. So I'm going to get him on the way back around, and he's gone. Oh, well, okay, I guess I'm not taking a quarterback.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so something you know. new on, on online this year, I've just seen this now, is the playoff percentage. So Tanner, so get this. This is how smart ESPN is. Tanner's the best team in the league, according to ESPN. However, he has a 32% chance of making the playoffs, which is the lowest in the Summit Division. How the hell does that work?
2: Well, I don't know. Must be strength of schedule. But if you if you'd like to look, Shane, look at my playoff percentage. Six. Six. The second. The second lowest is thirty-two. Yeah, you're basically. Have you gotten a
1: court? Qu- you don't have a quarterback in yet. I bet, right? I assume I have
2: a quarterback at least on my
1: team. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, no, you do. Holy shit, bud. Yeah, that's Can tough. I- Can we take these
0: odds to Las Vegas? Like a six, Ben has never missed the playoffs. And here we are looking at six
1: percent. Six percent chance (laughs) of making
0: it. (laughs) I I would, I would love to take a bet. You know,
2: (laughs) everyone else is between 43 and 71, except for Tanner at 32, the number one team, according to ESPN. And then I have a six percent chance of making it. Why
0: do they hate you
2: so much? I I, I must just like, they must look at like the bye weeks and like I just don't play anybody's team when they have bye weeks. My, yeah, so it must be some sort of strength of schedule. It's got
1: to be something like that.
0: If 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 you don't make the playoffs this year, then I will. We need to circle back and applaud this formula because if they predicted this from the very beginning, you know, then then, then well, they know a lot more <laughs> than we think. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> they also have Zach as the second highest odds. And Zach just, they have him as the worst team in the league. Yeah. So I mean, after losing Dobbins. So I'm going to take a they're picture. Hedging, they're hedging their bets right now. We're going to come back yeah. to this. One of these has to hit.
0: <laughs> One of these has to. Hit. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I was like, I think, you know, they were going off of last year's rankings that they had me fourth, like to go into the playoffs or something. I was like, I scored the most points pretty handily last year. And, I I forgot that they had me ranked fourth going into the playoffs last year. So that was,
2: (laughs) who knows? I don't know how they do it. And I don't know if this is up. I mean, this could also be like from like the draft is created. Yeah. Potentially. That's a good point. Yeah. That would put me at, that makes sense for me at six and Tanner at 32nd because we were 12 and 11 and Zach Mm -hmm. quite high because Zach was like two or three. Yeah. That would make sense. That could make sense. Um,
1: I also want to point out right now, because I might not get to point out again this year, but I am currently leading the league in moves made so far with a whopping four. I'm tied for first. Uh, Darian, I think you're in this group with me. Um, So Zach and Sather. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to make it known that I am in the lead for moves made so far, just because every year I get ripped on about, well, you don't make any moves. I draft a team that's really good right out the gate. I can't help it
2: if I don't need to. (laughs) Everyone's got a move but Garrett so far. Well, Garrett, if you're listening. Let's see if if Garrett is an an IR-eligible player and he hasn't made a move. Garrett, put Tariq Cohen on your IR and pick someone up. You fool. Yeah. We're about to find out
0: We're about to find out if he listens to the pod or not. Here,
2: (laughs) that that that's that's one hundred
1: percent (laughs) true. You're right. Yeah, let's Uh, tell him to do a bunch of other stuff too. Um, Trade me Derrick Henry. (laughs) I'll give you. I'll I'll pick up T. Y. Hilton and give him back to you.
0: I also want to point out for, for moves made that Max is he's he's behind right now. Two two moves. If he wants to beat his record. Eighty-seven moves last year. He's, he's, <laughs> gotta, gotta <pick> up.
1: <laughs> he's really got to pick it up. He's way behind pace. What was? Did we do the math on that, Ben? Of like how many moves a week he was making? It was like thirteen moves a week, almost something crazy like that.
2: <laughs> I mean, we could What did he had? He had eighty. Did he actually have? He had eighty-six. I mean, take eighty-six divided by sixteen. There's how many moves roughly he made a week. Yeah. Let's see, I think it was
0: 86. about that's five about or. Isn't it?
2: Probably about two. Yep. 5.37 5. moves a week. Basically, yeah. a full bench every week. Brand new bench. <laughs> <That's> fucking unbelievable. <laughs> that is so many. I mean, let's
1: see. Who was in second here? Two guys tied at so and you I, and Darian tied 54. at 54. I mean, good God, you're more than 30 behind.
2: That would be three For more than
1: two teams. So he, he was making
2: I, two more moves a week than we were.
0: <laughs> <Unbelievable>. <laughs> the, the The numbers are going to be different this year. We got rid of that uh, bench spot. So should be a lot. a, a lot. L-
2: l- yeah, and the extra IR spot and the extra IR spot. So. so
0: one thing so. I will like uh, revisiting here too is you know we talk about me, Sather. You know everyone else trying to draft a quarterback late. Shane, you've been drafting a quarterback early in the last couple of years. Lamar. Well, you know I think it was what, Patrick Mahomes, and you ended up with Lamar Jackson two years ago, then last year yep. Lamar Jackson, and this year Josh Allen, and you've bucked the trend, and you've made the finals two years in a row. So, you know, that's interesting to watch. So, you know, strategy of yeah. taking yearly.
1: yeah, Yeah, it's worked out so far. I mean, I definitely understand the strategy of waiting late. Um, I get it. I think that quarterback every year, I like think before I was doing that, I'd always wait late and I'd get like Big Ben, and then he'd throw like Three picks in a game or something stupid. I just get, just get so mad, um, and I was just like, "Fuck it! I just want someone I know is going to be good, so I'm not freaking out every time he has the ball." Um, yeah, it's been working so far. We'll see. I mean, tough to tough to know. I mean, the one year, like you said, took Patrick Mahomes and uh, Lamar that worked out wonderfully. Just got to burn one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Just watched him sit on my bench for a year. So <laughs> You had multiple cool.
2: chances to trade him and you just, you couldn't pull the trigger.
1: Nope. Nope. I just, cause every time I'd think, ah, maybe I'll trade him. And I just thought, you know what? Why, why should I, I'm just helping you at that point. I'm not helping anyone. It's not what I'm here for.
2: Oh man. Well, well should we take a
1: look at our weekly matchups? Get I think into we should. week one of matchups. Um, well, that's, Tanner that's why did have here. yeah, Tanner did have his weekly predictions um, out this week. Did either of you have a chance to take a look at those yet?
2: Yes. I,
1: I did. Yeah, I did too. I loved him. He had me winning. That's all I care about. Um, so thanks, Tanner, for that. Uh, but yes, very glad to see that's back. Um I think because his is on, like, a, on like the message board itself, you could probably keep a little run of uh, tallies on how Tanner's doing. Um, I don't think he's giving himself enough credit. I think he does pick all right uh, most of the time. So, But we'll see. Maybe this year we, we, we make a little run of that and a list of it and kind of keep track for him. Um, so those will be interesting.
2: Darren, did but, you but... see if he picked a you or me? Do you remember? Yeah, he picked uh, me this week.
0: And for the reason being... Uh
2: let's see.
0: Oh, uh, he's worried about what QB you'll pick. And then you just have a lot of guys that I think are just kinda out just Julio Jones and DJ, I guess.
2: He's got a he's got a uh, big big game out of Waller coming for you on Monday night, it sounds looks like.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh I hope I hope he gets matched up against their linebackers, and that would that would favor me a lot. So
2: I like and how Tanner come- said. Him, he, Tanner said, I'm going to pick up Trevor Lawrence, and then he picked up Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Psych. I,
0: what I still love the most is that uh, Max is trying to comment or come back at Tanner for uh, <laughs> trash talk, and then commented on the wrong thread.
2: And is, <laughs> I saw Max comment. I thought he was just commenting on that thread. He was trying to comment on the week one part.
0: Yeah, because I'm like, what is he? Th- about like Tanner didn't mention anything <laughs> about stumbling in that, and then I went and read the predictions. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: totally so I'm like, You're completely right. <laughs> oh,
1: what an idiot. Uh, 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 Max, nice try, man. The efforts there can <laughs> respect the nice. hat. Uh, but yes, no, your guys' game this week is Tanner's rivalry, rivalry game of the week. Um, and I would say, too, I mean, I think you kind of hit that one spot on. I think this probably is the game of the week. Um, how are you two feeling going into it, facing each other right off the bat?
0: Bad. Uh, I, I, I like it only because Ben's team always mentions he's stronger when the bye weeks come. So I guess if I'm ever gonna play Ben, now now is the time.
2: My, my um, team is always a slow burn. Yeah, I, I I don't I'm not the best drafter, but I I'm, I I can confidently say I feel like I'm the the best on the waiver wire. So I'm down the stretch is when I thrive, and I'm I'm not feeling good about week one at all.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting week one. I I do like the Stafford pickup. Um, I mean, Darian's got a good team though. I do agree with Tanner. I do think, uh, Darren Waller will have a good Monday night, um, against Baltimore. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I think is. Battle of the tight ends Monday night, Darian. It really will won't it. Yeah. Mark Andrews too. Um, Robbie Anderson I think is going to have a really good week this week, getting to start the season off, uh, playing against the jets, uh, who I think are just going to be miserable this year. Um, you know, I like I like Darian in this. I think you're right, Ben. I think that your team will get better as it goes on, but uh, if there's a time to get to play Ben, Darian, it's got to be week one.
0: Yes, and I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if our defense are the leading scorers for that week. Ben's got 49ers versus Detroit, and I have Broncos versus the Giants, I think, for those defense. Defenses are going double digits that game. So, I also, I I like the comparison you guys made last week too about Ben saying this is like the the, the perfect opening matchup to start the season, similar to like the. Let's say I'm like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off last year's win, and we'll we'll say Ben Cole is the Dallas Cowboys. He's just living off a past glory, you know. Overrated, (laughs) just you know. I'm I'm
2: America's team.
0: You can't see me right now, but I'm saying America's team with quotations.
2: Right now. <laughs> everyone everyone loves us. Team. We draft from giant yachts. <laughs> We're never hated. <laughs> We're the best team to play in Thanksgiving every year, guaranteed.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a great comparison. I love that comparison. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking perfect. I'm going to start calling you Jerry.
2: could be worse and with that
0: i'm gonna go make a tom brady move and go eat some zucchini meatballs that also sounds like something you would eat right now so thank you guys (laughs) for having me good luck with the rest of the pick i look forward to listening to the rest of this draft on the next rest of this pod the next couple of days
1: all right thanks darian thanks for stopping by yep thank
0: you all
2: right just to give a little more insight into that pick. Now that Darian's gone, and I can trash his team and behind his back. Um <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I ain't here to defend himself. All right. He's gone. <laughs> it's my chance. <laughs> and, and, and in reality, I'm not, because I think he's got a very solid team, at least to start the first week. I don't see any major bad matchups in, in my opinion. Um, Juju maybe has a tough matchup in Buffalo. Um. And I would say Cleveland, maybe Nick Chubb, because hes they're going to have to pass a lot. But I think Cleveland's goal is going to be to run the ball, to try to keep it out of Mahomes' hands. Right. So um, Darian, unfortunately, has a lot of people that I've looked at for, play, for my daily leagues, uh, which usually means I think they're going to blow up. So that's not a good sign. Right. Not a good omen.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think Darian wins this week. Um yeah, like you said, I think, like, matchup wise like Robbie Anderson, like I was pointing out before, I think he has a great game. Juju at Buffalo. They're still going to throw the ball at Juju. Um, we'll see kind of what it looks like this year, but the no matter what, I mean, the targets and receptions, I think, will be there. It's more, what does he do with the ball once he gets it? Yeah, um, yeah well, and
2: it's going to be high scoring either way. Right, true, I yeah. I-, I mean, they're going to
1: be airing it out. Yeah. So yeah, he's got a lot of good spots. I do think, I mean, if you just look across the board, I think it looks more even uh, than we're probably giving it credit for right now. I mean, you look at Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, that's a great matchup. Probably give it to Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Chase Edmonds. Now they're pretty evenly two players. I think we're, there is a little difference on your end is when it comes to that number one wide receiver spot and Julio Um, we'll see how, how he does on Sunday with the new squad their size weekly appearance um but i came over over robert woods this week um and i mean after that probably give the edge mostly to uh to darian after that but i do think uh you know stafford could have a big game he's obviously played against chicago many a time um
2: yeah I'm just i think it'll that be decent. i need i need stafford to have a big game to not robert woods and I really do hope it comes down to the Darren Waller Mark Andrews battle Monday night. I think that would make it fun and interesting.
1: yeah, that would be actually really fun uh the tight end night that would be kind of cool
2: Kind of fitting too I think for for uh for the first week I, uh, yeah one of the positions we also don't seem to usually care too much about and it all could come down to that. I think that's maybe fitting of the the new version of the league that we're we have here.
1: Right. Totally agree. Um, all right, let's take a look at our next matchup, Zach and Granger. Um, Tanner had gone in and, and talked a bit about this one in his, uh, weekly picks. He's picking Granger. Um, I think the big reason there at the time of Tanner writing this last Thursday, um, Zach didn't have a starting quarterback at that point. Obviously JK Dobbins is out. Um, you know, what's he going to do after Austin Eckler? Um, and I think that's pretty fair to say. You know, what is he going to do after Austin Eckler? What is he going to do at quarterback? He still hasn't. Well, he picked up Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I'm assuming that's who he plays. I don't think. I mean, Justin Fields isn't starting this week, is he?
2: Does he have Ryan Tannehill?
1: Yeah. Oh.
2: Didn't show yeah, up on he's my got him on, uh
1: He's got him on his IR spot, actually, it looks like right now.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I think he's on COVID. Oh, you know, so he probably, probably had one and then he came off. So um, I don't have a problem with Ryan Tannehill as a efficient quarterback in that Arizona game. is probably another one of those high, high scoring games. Um, he also needs a kicker. Um, so we'll see who he ends up picking out of, out of that, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, we've talked a lot at length. I feel like for Granger's with Granger's team and about his team, um, yeah, I, I do like Zach's team. I think having Austin Eckler, I think he's could be the best running back in the NFL this year, as far as a fantasy standpoint goes um, versatile. Um, you know, I like Diggs. I like Thielen. Tyler Lockett's always kind of one of those like sneaky guys to get in kind of that. Well, I don't know, probably like anywhere from like the fourth, fifth, sixth round that, uh, Probably, you know, is a higher value than that just because, I mean, he gets thrown to all the time out there in Seattle and he seems to catch all the touchdowns. So, I don't, I mean, I'm yeah, going to go with Granger, but
2: should be close. Yeah. He he Zach, I think, needs a big week out of Lockett. He needs mm-hmm. one of the, not a you know, nine, 10, 11 point week. He needs a where he catches a 60 yard touchdown and probably picks up another one at some point, a nice 20, 20 plus point week. Um, it'll be interesting jefferson battle and you know if one of them one of them has a big week and the other one kind of sucks that's probably game over for these guys lineups i think um but yeah i think granger's team is the healthiest team and zach just doesn't have the rb2 figured out yet i mean it's not right. and not like not even the way we said you know we were dogging some teams last year, including Darien's team, but what is he going to do at RB2? Does he really have one? Zach's really kind of in that situation of does he have one? He's got a his second-best running backs in a three-headed timeshare, so not quite right. sure that's really what you want,
1: um, at least yeah. at this point. Yeah, no doubt. I think with, yeah, for Matt right now being in there, that's very touchdown-dependent. I mean, he's got a
2: –
1: he has to score for him to have a decent week. Um, you know, and what, out of his last three games last year, he did score, he scored three times. Um, but if he doesn't score, he just doesn't get the ball enough.
2: Yeah, he really doesn't. And I think Gio Bernard is going to be a bigger factor in the passing game than, and, and on third down. So I think Fournette's even going to get a little bit less is like the more safe player compared to Ronald Jones that Brady would want. I think that's going to become Geo. And I stayed away from Tampa Bay's backfield outside of maybe Geo late in my, that's, that was my plan. So.
1: Yeah. I'd like to say, uh, screw Logan Thomas. Um, since he's on Zach's team, I had Logan Thomas last year for like, I think the first, well, I don't think I had him the first week, but I had him from like week, like two to five or six or something. He was absolutely dog shit. Then he went on to be totally fine and a pretty comparable tight end to finish the year, which really sucked. So screw Logan Thomas. Granger's going to win.
2: Yep, I'm taking Granger too. I think we'll get to see the what should be the true strength of Granger's team. Yep. I'm telling uh, you come around in bye weeks.
1: Yeah, right. We'll see what kind of happens there. But, yeah, we're going to get to see the team on (laughs) full display here this week. Um, All right. Our next matchup we'll go over is Zach and Corey in a matchup that Tanner sees uh, Max Max coming out on top of.
2: Yeah, Max and Steve's little buff boys. Buff boys. Um, I kind of like Max's team. I was talking with him when we were golfing today is he was trying to ask me who he should play as flex, and I told him I'm not I, – I don't know. But um, I like Damien Harris. I like Alvin Kamara. I like his – I loved Terry McLaurin. I think Terry McLaurin was statted out as, like, wide receiver five, and then I had to fudge his numbers because that seemed too high. Um, and Corey's team took a little bit of a hit with losing Travis at the end, I think he's he's got – He's got the upside. He's got a slow burn team as well with Javante Williams and what should have been at TN. And I think Jacoby Myers maybe takes a little bit and Antonio Brown, maybe a little bit. So um, Corey's team could be strong given about three weeks.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree. I think that Corey has a good team here. Um, I think week one, <clears throat> I think we can just look at Max's team and I loved the Terry McClellan pick, um, that Max had as well. I think that right now, what we're going to see out of Max's team is going to be solid week in, week out. Um, you know, you got guys on there, like Kamara is going to be good, right? Rogers is probably going to be just fine. Um, DK is going to get a lot of targets out there in Seattle, Terry Mc- McLaurin. We already said we like, um, yeah, I think it kind of comes down for Max, you know, who's he playing those flexes and, uh, you know, we kind of ripped on, like you said, ripped on Darren all year last year. And doesn't really matter if your second flex isn't going to be great if the rest of your team does really well. And I think Max has a pretty solid team from top to bottom um, where Corey's got a little bit, you know, he's got some guys that big ceilings, um, you know, guys like Jarvis Landry, who, could have a really big week, could also be a huge bust. Antonio Brown, kind of one of those guys, too, could be a big week, could be a complete bust. Um, I do like Jacoby Myers, I think, especially with how New England's going to start running that offense. Um, I think he could be a really good fit in that system and be really good here in a few weeks. But, again, looking just solely at week one, I do think Max starts the year off 1-0. and
2: Yeah, I think I'd take Max as well. Um, it, they do have kind of a fun matchup because they they have kind of cross players. You know, if the if Rodgers has a good game, you think a good game. So which one really ends up winning there? You know, if yeah. Pittsburgh scores a lot of points, is it the rushing attack, Corey, or is it the passing attack, Deontay Johnson? Mm-hmm. If New England scores a lot of points, is it Jacoby Myers in the passing game? Damian Harris in the running game. I mean, they have a lot of these kind of cross players. You know, if that Green Bay-New Orleans game is a really high score, even if Devontae has a good game, that'd be okay because Kamara's going to be involved in that game. Um, so, I mean, they're going to be able to watch like three games the whole weekend and basically figure out if they won or lost, which I guess is kind of interesting. But I'm intrigued yeah. to see if Max sticks with his flex plays as he was debating, uh, maybe putting Ronald Jones in against Dallas over LaVisca Chenault. So we'll see if Max sticks with it. Um, Max, if I were you, I think I would stick with, with Chenault, but, um, I'll leave that up to him.
1: Yeah. 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 I think I would leave it there too for now. Um, yeah, that's tough. That's a, that's a tricky one. Max is also going to be turning back on his Snapchat location so we can give you weekly updates on where in the world is Max. Uh, we'll be bringing that back, it sounds like, as well, as long as he holds true to his statements from golf today.
2: Well, we never know if that's going to happen or not.
1: <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> All right, so we both got Max for that one. Um, we'll take a look at uh, our newcomer. Uh, Garrett taking me on this week. Uh, Tanner in his weekly predictions is picking myself. Um, great pick. I'm going to pick me too. Um, I do like that Tanner did mention in here, and I totally agree that our teams are pretty, like are, the structure of our two teams, very similar. Um, you know, Very running back heavy. And I think, I think, uh, I think I'm going to edge out him? Not by a ton. I think this is going to be a really close game this week. Um, I don't. This is where I really don't like my team. I don't like having Antonio Gibson be my best running back. Just really don't like that. Um, kind of freaks me out a bit. Uh, especially when I look across and there's Derrick Henry staring, staring at my team this week. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is very good. Chris Godwin's very good. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be a pretty close one. I'm going to need a lot of uh, run-producing offenses week one to uh, pull this one out.
2: Yeah, I, Garrett's going to be one of those interesting teams, and I'm intrigued to see if he sticks with how the draft set up his lineup with Jamar Chase and Michael Carter week one. Um, not sure I'd play Michael Carter in that Jets backfield, which we just really don't know. I'd probably stick in Chark or maybe Curtis Samuel or – Take the upside shot on Michael Hardman, even. Um, but realistic, I mean, Garrett's top five is QBs, running backs, two receivers. I I think are about as strong as most as you can get in the league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he's got two very good running backs in Henry Montgomery, two very good receivers, Hopkins and Godwin, a stud quarterback in Russell Wilson. So to me, it's going to be. Can Garrett pick the right flex, and can his flex go off? I mean, because if I think if it sticks with those five versus your top five, I think he beats you. But I, you might have the flex upside. I mean, if Mike Davis gets the workload he's supposedly supposed to get, I think he's better than Chase Carter, Chark, Samuels. I think you get a little boost there. Um, and if that Cleveland game becomes a passing game, you know, week. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Garrett to be a little contrarian. I think I think Garrett makes maybe a little bit of a change in his lineup. You know, he probably just hasn't really looked at it yet because football hasn't started. Takes a look at it, maybe moves some. Maybe maybe he doesn't. You know, maybe he says, you know what, Ben, you're an idiot playing these guys. <laughs> um, and I expect a you know I I think it's gonna be a big Derrick Henry week and a big Justin Tucker week.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think one of the most interesting players going into this season is that, again, at this tight end spot is Robert Tanyan. Um, just because he, he scored so many touchdowns last year, 11 touchdowns last year. He's clearly someone that Rodgers likes to throw to. I don't think we can expect the same. I think expecting 11 touchdowns out of anybody is kind of a lot. Um, but that could be – I mean, what – Taken in the ninth round, that could be one of those sneaky guys that just ends up working out. And will he be as good as last year? Probably not, realistically, right? But still, could be one of the better tight ends. Um, that's the guy that I'm going to kind of keep an eye on this year and just see what that regression looks like, and you know, if there is one. Right? I don't want. I guess I don't want to say that and beat be my words later, but um, I imagine there would be.
2: Yeah, he was. I he was basically just not going to be someone I was able to draft because I just he I could not I just couldn't get him to where I think his stats to what I were near what he did last year I couldn't get him close to 10, 11 touchdowns I have him at five and then when it came to yards like he only had five hundred so like his I but at the same time I could see him ending up with. Six, six hundred, seven hundred yards, maybe, and 10 touchdowns again. If Mm Rodgers just throws to him in the red zone because people don't want him to throw to Adams. So he was just way too uncertain with me. And just was, I kind of just knew he's probably not going to be in any of my teams because I just, it's just too nerve wracking and scary for me. Yeah. No,
1: I, I totally agree. It's just, yeah, especially for how early he was going to go. Um, Yeah, just too much for me to handle, especially at a tight end. I fucking hate tight ends. So, Um, all right, so we got our first split decision out of the way. You taking Garrett, me taking myself. I'll always take myself every week. I should go perfect this year. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's talk about Tanner and Sather. Uh, Tanner's weekly predictions had himself winning this game – yeah, I, I do like Sather's team though. I can you know I don't know if Tanner's going to the uh, the same playbook that I go and just always picking my team. Um, but as we said in the beginning of the show, Tanner's team looks to be pretty good. Um, I think Sather's biggest thing, how does Saquon come back and what happens with Jonathan Taylor this year? How does he look this year? If he has a similar year to last year, big ups. I'm just not so sure with that indie run game.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, Barkley's always going to be the what's what does he end up doing, especially week one? I mean, I think by the end of the year, a couple weeks in, I mean, Barkley's probably going to be a solid running back. I don't know if he'll ever be, you know, the first overall pick like some people were thinking he would be. Um, Again, but he certainly could. Um, to me, with Sather, it comes down to in a PPR league just does he really have. The wide receivers. Allen mm-hmm. Robinson stud. I don't have any complaints there but Odell Beckham I think has been since he joined Cleveland and take out the games that he was injured so we don't count those. Basically right. just points per game been like wide receiver I think it's like 35 or something like that. Like, Kind of just okay as a flex but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And then is Brandon Cook's really going to be that same level of player on a Houston team? I mean, I think Cook's his biggest advantage is he's so good going deep and using his speed to get shiftiness, to get away from people to get open. And I just to Rod Taylor just really doesn't throw those types of routes. So I just don't know if those two guys are really going to cut it at wide receiver and he might need Devonte Smith or maybe Cole Beasley ends up being a a solid play. I, I do think it's interesting. Sather's not playing Daryl Henderson. Um, yeah, do I think provide some upside, but I do. It is, but they both Tanner and Sather got the biggest boosts. I think so far of the year with Gus Edwards and, uh, James Robinson.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. Why Sather isn't starting Cole Beasley this week? I have no idea. Um, it's a terrible move. <clears throat> I would start him above Odell. I, uh, Cole Beasley is a, a saint among a bunch of us sinners and uh, should be starting in every fantasy team. I see that he's only owned in 72.5. I have no idea what the remainder of that is off the top of my head, nor do I have any, 5. thank you. Uh, nor do I have any idea what the hell the rest of these fancy football players are thinking, not having them on their team. He's great. Um, Still not vaccinated, so that's your Cole Beasley uh, weekly update.
2: <laughs> uh, well, moving to Tanner's team, um, I mean, Tanner's have a whole lot of decisions. I think he's got, you know, his basically that second flex if he wants to stick with Singletary. But looking at kind of his bench, I'm not sure that there's anyone on the bench that I'm saying yeah, I'm going to play this guy over Singletary. You know, I right. think he's got some upside guys and A.J. Dillon and Waddle and um, a little bit of veteran guys with Gio and Tyrell Williams where maybe they could have good games. It could be the leading guys. Gio Bernard could catch a lot of passes, especially in a high-scoring game with Dallas. But um, Singletary is probably the right play as the most touches on Buffalo. And you know Buffalo is going to at least score. Mm-hmm. Um but that's where I think it comes down to Tanner's. I think this game really comes down to Sather's Odell, Brandon Cooks versus Tanner's flexes, Ayuk and Singletary. And for some reason, I find myself thinking Sather's decision between Odell, Cooks, or one of his bench players is going to be better, and I, I'm going to go with Sather. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would say that's the biggest uh, question mark on Tanner's team as well is uh, how is, are you going to do? And then Devin Singletary. Yeah. Like you said, I, I think the only other guy I would even think about starting over him is probably Waddle. Um, and even that, I mean, in going into week one, if this is my team. I saw, I start Singletary too. Um, I'm going to go with Tanner. I think, uh, I like his team. I think, uh, I think it was ballsy taking Travis Kelsey in the first round. Um, but I think that pays off for them big time. I think that that's going to be a, a bit of a shootout of a game, um, <clears throat> you know, with them taking on – or, excuse me, Kansas City taking on Cleveland. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be close. I'm, I'm going to go with Tanner.
2: That seems fair. Sure. And I, I, I would just note that I don't think the Kelsey pick on the first round is a ballsy pick. I think Barkley in the first round is a ballsy pick because you have so much uncertainty of what he could be, but he could be the best running back. We know Kelsey's gonna be best tight end, but I mean he kind of went to the first round last year. Should have went in the first round of the year before I guess, that. Yeah. I mean it's just it to me, that's the safe pick. And do you really hit that home run upside with Kelsey? Or is this maybe the year he kind of just becomes really good, but he's not kind of unbelievable? If he's not unbelievable, you know, then this is this really sees more of a pick of making the playoffs without going for the championship. Sometimes you really got to aim for upside if you want to win the whole thing. Um, still like the Kelsey pick. I'm not saying it's a bad pick. Just don't think I'd call it the ballsy pick. It's fair enough.
1: Fair enough. I would never take a tight end in the first round. Freaks <laughs> me out. I hate tight ends. Um, okay. So let's take a look. Our very last matchup of the week. Um, is Steven, Kyle Tanner, and his weekly predictions have Kyle winning this one. Um, did, you know, was fair and mentioning that Steve's got a lot of flack in this league already. Um, we're going to find out if it's worth it or not. We're going to find out it's, uh, I mean, Steve's really playing to it with, uh, from pit of the pits. I love the team name. Um, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. We haven't had a double tight end played in a while. Um I do think, excuse me, I do think Clarkin's team is very good. Um I don't think we're gonna see the the bust season that uh you know Clarkin in the past has been known to have. Um, you know, when you got Dalvin, I'm not so sure about Melvin Gordon being your second uh second running back, but he, he kind of went in that I'm going to draft a bunch of wide receivers mentality going
2: into the draft. It looks like, and he's got some pretty good wide receivers. I think Clark can clearly uh, both of these guys, I think clearly went in with, I I have a strategy. I have a plan. I have the guys that I want and the guys that I like because Clark clearly was saying, I'm going to pick near the top and get a running back. And I'm going to get that. I'm going to get receivers and they're going to be, these young guys that can break out Mm -hmm. the question becomes can all three of them really break out to be worth it can cd lamb t higgins and jerry judy all become what kyle kind of wants them to be or is a better strategy just taking the one he really thinks is going to break out and then taking some guys that we kind of already know are kind of more established Mm -hmm. whereas steve i think went in and went you know he, he Steve has guys he likes. He knew the guys he wanted. He wanted Keenan Allen, Zeke, Gaskin, Kittle. Clearly wanted Pitts. So I mean, I think both these guys had their their strategies going in. Yeah. To me, it's going to come down to does Clark can get the big game out of the receivers that he thinks or that he wants or he needs out of those second year guys, and does Steve get what he needs out of his flex spots and his wide receiver Debo Samuel? Devontae Parker
1: yeah I think Debo is the big circle of a guy that is gonna make or break this week for Steve um it's it'll be interesting to see how Debo plays this year uh he's a guy I'm pretty high on I think should have a very good season um you know I I think you know he'll be right around that he could get up over the thousand yard reception mark um and I think he'll be right around it Devontae Parker is a I think it's a good flex, too. Um, you know, the flex, two is such a difficult spot for all of our teams because our league is so deep. Um, and it, when looking at at Steve's bench, is there another guy I would put in before Devontae Parker? Probably not. Um, no, I mean, outside of – God, I mean, I hate to even say A.J. Green because who knows, um, but we all know that he can be really good at times still. Even though he's getting older, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this week over to Clarkin. I think that Dalvin has a big week. Um, I like Kyler Murray this week. I think T Higgins has a d- pretty good week against the Vikes. Actually, um, I think he's gonna get a ton of targets this week anyway. And then Judy, um, a guy from my squad last year who I had a bit of a love hate relationship going on with. Um, I think he has a. I think he's one of their one of those bust out breakout, excuse me, uh, you know, second year receivers here this year. So I'm going to go with clock. I,
2: I, I agree in Judy. Judy was one of the guys that I very much wanted. He and T Higgins were kind of my, these are the second year guys that I'm probably going to go after and target um, because I just thought CD lamb. Well, I think CD lamb is better. was just going too high and I wanted to be safer. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. get Higgins or Judy, but open to trades, Kyle, if you can hear me. Um, but I agree. I, I kind of disagree on Samuel. I think Debo Samuel probably has a better season than Brandon Ayuk. I think people forget that Debo Samuel going into last year was hyped as much as Brandon Ayuk, even maybe more, but then had that foot broken foot started, mm-hmm. started late. And then when he did play, he was amazing. He was awesome. He's exactly what we thought he would be, but then also had some more injuries. So his full season, you know, maybe that's why he wasn't drafted as high because of the injury concerns. But I think when you, I think he is the most, I mean, I think he's, he's the most dynamic, I think, receiver they have. As much as Brandon Ayuk was great last year, I think Debo is just as athletic and fast, but I think runs twice as hard. I mean, I, is for terms of receivers, there's not many receivers that run as hard as Debo Samuel. Alt, mm-hmm. um, uh, just kind of their builds, but I think Debo Samuel actually is going to be a very good player for Steve. I don't know, top twenty-four, but I think he's going to be a top thirty. So I think Steve's probably going to play him every week. Um, Steve has to play Kyle Pitts because I think Kyle Pitts is probably just his best flex option. Um, yeah, not sure he has a huge game but I also could see this being a let's feature Kyle Pitts to kind of see what we really have here and he's going to get a lot of targets it just comes down to is he going to be used more as a flexed out wide receiver where he's going to get some more Julio based targets 12 yards downfield or is he going to play more than traditional tight end role where he's 9, 10, 11 yards downfield and I think that can be a big factor in the long end. Um, Yeah. I don't know about Devontae Parker. That Miami team kind of throws me off. You're right. I don't think he's got a ton of people on his bench. option. I really like Sterling Shepard week one because receiving cores hurt right now. Slayton, I think, is hurt. Galladay's is coming back from injury. Evan Ingram's hurt. So, Kadarius Tony's hurt. So, they really don't have anyone to throw the ball to. And I know Denver's got a good defense and some good corners. We're going to have to get the ball quick. I maybe would look at Sterling Shepard and I probably might play him over Devontae Parker um, just if, but I think it depends a little bit on what Steve's looking for upside or kind of a safe safety net play. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with Steve. I think Gaskin, Zeke, have great games, and Zeke is probably not going to have a huge game, but I think he catches a lot of passes. Actually, this week and he's looking really thin. I think Keenan Allen is his best game of the year to start it off, and I think that San Francisco team absolutely crushes Detroit.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that will be a very good game. <laughs> um, I do. I I think it's going to be interesting watching CD Lamb this year with Dak uh, for a full season, and seeing how you know that works out. I think that Dallas team is just going to be interesting in general. Uh, with Dak back, um, I kind of like the plan for Steve with getting Dak and Zeke. It's like, hey, if the Cowboys are good, I'll be good. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I think Steve's got it. It's, I mean, Kyle Pitts. That's that's gonna be the guy that we probably highlight most of the year. Um, but he also did pick up the uh, last year's best kicker. Um, and I know Max would agree with that. Young Hoku um, guy was an absolute animal last year. Might win him a week. Who knows?
2: You certainly could. I mean, that could, that could be a high scoring game in Philly, but usually kickers on high scoring teams that maybe don't have the best line or maybe can't run the ball, I feel like are the ones that you want to then mm-hmm. have the kicker on because they just can't get it inside the 20. And Buffalo with Josh Allen certainly can run the ball into the end zone. Atlanta with Matt Ryan and Mike Davis, not really. So, who, might not. who could? who could have a monster game and high scoring game. And that maybe that's, maybe that is the, the difference maker.
1: It could, very well could be. Um, all right. So I'll, you got Steven, I have Clark and all right. So that wax, wraps up, wax up, that wraps up, um, our weekly matchups for, for week one. Uh, we'll look back and kind of see how we did on this next week. Now that we're actually keeping track, um, now on to what I think is probably going to be one of the uh, favorite parts of the podcast for everybody um, is people's favorites. Getting to know the league. Um, last week I had two out of 11 on everyone's favorite movies. This week you were all asked uh, your favorite restaurants. We have 10 of those. Um that were filed in Clark and I wasn't able to get yours, but um, I'll just, I'll, I'll start texting individually for these stuff uh, moving forward. That's my mistake. Um, But this week we have favorite restaurants. Do you want to do the same Ben? Do you want to, you have the list in front of you. Do you want me to read it off? And then you give me uh, what your answer is or what you think. And we can go back and give you a, you know, round two after that.
2: Sure. Why not? I I have, I have some that I I feel very confident about and I'll let you know when they come up, who I, who I feel confident on and I, I hope I'm right. Okay. Sounds Two, good. But I think I got three confident ones, which makes me feel like I'm going to at least go into next week with the lead.
1: Were there any, uh, any restaurants on this list that you thought, Oh, that is disgusting. I can't believe that's someone's favorite restaurant. I
2: don't, I don't know what's set. Um, never been there. I've never heard of it. So I, now, which may change my answer. Um, looks like it's someplace in Stillwater. I'm trying to yeah, pretty close. Where? Oh, okay. All right, I feel I feel confident. I think in what my answer was for this one, even not knowing what it was. Okay, um, fair enough. I'm stick with my I have been answer, to Sal's. It's good.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's start it off. Um, let's see. So we got D Spot first. Who favorite restaurant is D Spot?
2: Well, D Spot, excellent wing joint, lots of flavors. I've gotten D Spot many a times, and it's always been with Mr. Zabadol. I feel very confident that Zach picked D Spot.
1: All right. The next one up, we have Chick fil A. Um,
2: I chose you for this one, mostly due to uh, just eliminating almost everybody else from everything, every other option, and you just kind of. (laughs) Were kind of one of the leftover teams. And I said, I'll, this, I'll just put it here. Yeah, I'm a big plus, chicken guy. Plus, I've gotten a handful of Snapchats with you just like at a fast food place or talking about getting fast food. So, <laughs> Very true. Um, Sal's Angus Grill. Um, I feel much better. I don't know if I'm 100% confident, but I'm going to go with Tanner. I feel like for some reason I've driven maybe to play golf out there or just to Stillwater in general. And Tanner's commented on some this Random place on the road that's technically, I guess, in Stillwater, but I don't think is really in, more like Delwoody. Um, so I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick with Tanner.
1: All right, and then we got
2: Ban Chan. Uh, I know this one for sure. It's about a block away from my house. They do, they do uh, I think it's Korean fried chicken. Steve Mortel talks about okay. all the time. Only reason I went there is because Steve mentioned it. I had to pick it.
1: <laughs> all right we got who hot
2: mongolian uh that's a it's a mongolian barbecue place it's all you can eat um first one was in rochester second one ended up being in lacrosse so if it's in rochester you know mr rochgrind 69 himself max johnson is the one that uh, chose who hot Ma- mongolian <laughs> barbecue
1: all right and then sorry actually, i actually just went the wrong page uh we
2: had two entries for chipotle beating uh, at the draft so I feel like that's just who I'm going to go with um, and then the other one I was just wasn't quite sure but I know there's one near his house so I decided to go with Sather okay <laughs> pretty good uh, Fiesta Cancun um, I feel pretty good that this one's Darian uh, Darian's a big uh, he likes Mexican food those types of things but he's more of a margarita guy uh, Fiesta Cancun also a joint that I hit frequently with Darian Uh, So I feel pretty good about daring on that one.
1: All right. Uh, Our next one is
2: Black Sheep. Uh, Coal-fired pizza. In this restaurant specifically with this person, um, and they told me if I come up to the cities, this is where I typically like to go. So Garrett. Okay. And then our last one is Donatelli's. Um, As much as I know that he almost died while eating a pizza hoagie there, I decided to stick with it and go with Granger.
1: All right. Danger Granger, the Donatelli's guy. All right. So after that, let's see. So you have, of the correct ones, we have seven correct in the first round. Uh, Here, Do you want me to tell you which seven you have correct?
2: No. Okay. I think, I think I, I mean, I, I had an idea of which ones I thought were, were pretty, pretty correct. Um, list of the four people that I wasn't confident in, and that was you, Corey, Sather, and Granger. Um, So that'd be a mixture of the Chipotle's, Chick-fil-A, and Donatellis. Yes. Um, hmm. I'm gonna switch Donatellis to you. Um, Don't really know why. Just kind of a gut feeling. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna move... Shane Granger to – and I'll move Corey to Chick-fil-A. I feel – I'm going to keep Sather at Chipotle because I think we only have 10 and I need to make three switches, so I'll keep Sather at Chipotle. All right.
1: Well, I
2: had two out of
1: 11 last week. Mr. Cole, you have gotten 10 out of 10.
2: Boom. Boom. Unfricking believable. You don't you don't pay attention <laughs> to our friends enough. That's your problem. <laughs> I guess not. You gotta you gotta get out more.
1: Jesus Christ. I can't freaking believe that. Oh my god. I gotta think of a harder question next time.
2: <laughs> 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 ten out of ten. Are you shitting me, dude? I think Darren was even commenting that. I mean Darren did comment that I think the the movies is harder than the restaurants, because we, we've gone to some of these restaurants with people. That's fair. Um but, yeah, I felt I felt pretty good seeing the list of these and kind of remembering. I couldn't remember what Bonchan was at first, and then just kind of clicked. Oh, that's the chicken place by my house. Well, the only person I think who knows what that is is Steve. got to be mm-hmm. Steve. Fiesta Cancun, yeah. Max or Darian. Saw Who Hot on there. I don't think anyone else really picked Who Hot. Maybe Zab at all. I mean, there's that. There.
1: Yeah, out of those, I mean, I think I would have done decent on this. I've heard Zabadol talk about D-Spot. Actually, I think when we went putting, mini putting for Evan's uh, uh, punishment, I believe Zabedal, I think we talked about D-Spot, how much he liked it. Um, Chick-fil-A would have been a tough one. Sal's, I knew Tanner loved that. Uh, Boncho, uh, that's definitely a Steve joint. Who Hot Mongolian is just a crazy name that Max would like, so I would have picked him for that. Darien for Fiesta I would have picked. No idea what Black Sheep was. Um, I'm the one that likes Donatelli's. And then Chipotle, I would have picked Corey as well. Um, I would have done Corey and Granger for that. Probably would have had Sather at Black Sheep, I guess, then. Um, But, yeah, no, great job. 10 out of 10, unbelievable. What's your favorite restaurant?
2: Yeah, I was gonna. I, I don't think I asked you favorite movies. So we'll need that after. Um, I would have a hard time picking a favorite restaurant. I'm trying to think of this somewhere like that I go frequently enough. Like, hmm. <gasps> um, hmm. I don't know if it's my favorite, but the one that kind of comes to mind is there's a there's a deli in downtown Minneapolis called Brothers. It's like a Jewish deli. Okay. And they yep. do sandwich. They do a bunch of different sandwiches and stuff. So we go. Th- I go there pretty frequently for lunch, and they also have the best potato salad in the world. Okay, big potato salad guy didn't know that. Yeah. I, I mean, not all potato salads, but this one. Okay, I, that's I like fair. So that's fair. Um, yeah, don't know if that would have been my, my number one choice. So that would have, that's the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: as soon as I saw Darien text Fiesta Cancun, I love Fiesta Cancun as well. Um, Brian Murphy actually turned me on to their, uh, Philly cheesesteak burrito. Uh, I mean, how much more Mexican does it get than that? Uh, and then, uh, I mean, Chipotle, you know, I can't eat Chipotle. I got food poisoning one friend, one time from Chipotle. I've tried eating it twice since then. Can't keep it down. Just barf every time I have it. Um, Donatelli's free plug for them. They're baked mozzarella. Unbelievable. I get it every single time. Absolutely love it. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, My favorite movie. You want to know that? I do. First one that comes to mind is Tommy Boy. Absolutely love Tommy Boy. Have great memories watching Tommy Boy as a kid growing up. Um, Definitely one that I can sit down and recite almost every single line to. And uh, I laugh. I gut laugh every single time I watch it. Every time without fail.
2: Okay, I don't. I, think, I don't I th- rewatch. I think it might have. Either. I think you yeah. have had to do the movies.
1: Yeah, I quote it quite often. Um, I ne- I almost never rewatch movies. If I've seen it once, that's enough for me. I I, uh, I don't like
2: watching movies over. I don't like watching you, TV shows over. You and me both on that. At least the movie part. I watch rewatch TV shows quite relatively. Every like two or three years, I go back to them. Sure. That's fair to watch, but yeah, I'm with you on the movies. If it's not something that's like crazy good, I'm probably not watching it ever again. No,
1: no, I can only think of a few movies I've rewatched. Um, Tommy boy, obviously I've watched a million times. Caddyshack. I've watched that plenty of times. Uh, Bull Durham major league one and two outside of those though. I mean, you know, I'm more of a comedy guy, I guess, when it comes to that stuff, but yeah, that's what it is. Um, but great job, ten out of ten, unfricking believable. Uh, any idea what uh, the question will be for this upcoming week? Any I, I don't. I. I it's kind I, of tough to come up with them, honestly. I was like, ooh, boy, I don't really know what the hell to pick.
2: I know. I. I'll, I'll think of something, you know, and I'll try to. Or like you would actually make like know okay. the answer. Like this yeah, one, I like, feel like uh, you know you might have been to these restaurants or been with people maybe to these restaurants or like had some justification for it.
1: Yeah, you could fall back on something. I don't sit around and watch a lot of movies with any of you. Um, we have a way better time when we all hang out than just sitting and watching a movie. <clears throat> there are some great so, movies we've all watched together, but cool. Well, week one coming up this week. Um, we're pretty excited for it. We'll uh, we'll get another guest on next week after week one. We'll go back, kind of see what our uh, our predictions look like for the upcoming week. And um, week one is always super exciting to me, just because it's it's the start of the season. It's the first time you finally get to see your team play, and I love seeing like what the scores are after week one, just kind of gauging, um, you know, where everyone was at that week, and it's uh, kind of just sets the tone for the season and and you can't read too much into it, but uh but it's always exciting. It's the start. You gotta love that. It,
2: it, it's nice coming out of week one with a win, just knowing I got one. Right. I got the first one. Cause I it's I seem to always start slow. I've had a couple of years, I think last year, I think like three years ago, I started out like zero and three, oh and four. And it just you you get to that three losses and you're like man, I, I only really get like two or three more of these and I'm not making the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you pick up two, three wins right off the bat and you think, I could go 500 now and I'm I'm, I'm going to make the playoffs.
1: Right. Yeah, no, that's 100% it. I mean, like you go 0-1, you start looking at your team already going, huh, like, do I need to make some moves? You go 1-0, and you're thinking, all right, this team's going to be all right. We'll be fine. But, I mean, it's just that quick. You start 0 and 3, yeah, shit gets scary pretty quick.
2: Yeah, really does. No doubt. So,
1: all right. Well, thank you again, Ben, as every week for jumping on. Darian, thank you for jumping on for a while. Hopefully, you got to listen to the rest of the pod. Uh, great input from you. As always, we'll look forward to your uh, draft re- recap. Probably happen a little later this year um, with the extra week. So, that's always something we look forward to. Um, and we'll have another guest on next week to be named later. And, uh, yeah, good luck to everybody headed into, to, we want.
2: Yeah. Thanks Shane for having me once again. I'm, I'm glad I get to spend my time, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours, uh, hanging out with the voice of Hudson football and talking <laughs> fantasy, fantasy sports. So see you all next week, boys. <laughs>
1: Thanks again for Ben and Darian hopping on the pod. Ben always on with us. Darian, our special guest this week in what was episode 20? For the pod, Um, I'm kind of just realizing that now we didn't really do anything crazy fun special. Um, I'm sure the fact that knowing all of your favorite restaurants will get hung over my head. Listen, guys, I just don't care about you, okay? The only thing I care about is winning fantasy football games, all right? So I don't care what your favorite movie is. I'm not worried about having to take you out to dinner. If anything, you guys should be marking down that I like Donatelli's and that after a Donatelli's date, I'd love to go home and watch Tommy Boy. Maybe that's what's can give me for when I win the championship. Anyway, good luck to everyone in week one uh, this week. Like we are just saying, 1-0 is a lot different than 0-1. You don't have to hit a panic button, not right away. This is uh, gonna be some good matchups this upcoming week. I think our league is very evenly divided. I don't think, uh, I mean, outside of what is probably the heavy favorite right now, Rangers team. Um, I think after that, it, it's gonna be pretty evenly matched up and down. I think we're gonna have a lot of close games this week. And it's we're probably gonna get a few that come down to, uh, to a Monday night showdown, which will be super exciting to watch. Um, good luck to everyone this week these upcoming weeks uh we'll be back for week two we'll give a quick overview of what happened this week um and then go ahead and start looking at week week two looking forward to tanner's weekly predictions love that this is back uh love the rivalry game of the week so great touch tanner um and we'll be talking to all of you next week
2: Yay!